it take to launch and run an Amada Senior Care franchise? Find out on another episode of We Are Amada, the show dedicated to the entrepreneurs who decided to take a risk and start a business that matters to them, to their families, and to their communities. I'm Marcus Mora. Welcome to the show. So I've probably told this story a million times, but it never gets old. Today I'm here with Ken Jensen, who is our very second franchisee ever. So the story goes that we had one franchise partner, Robert Christensen, who really was one of the main reasons why we started franchising Amada Senior Care. And after Robert, we had one franchisee. And we all looked at each other going, what the heck do we do now? How do we go and find our second franchisee? So uh, Ken Jensen, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Marcos? Doing good. So I, I want you to share, how the heck do we go from having one franchise partner, we're brand spanking new, and you somehow found us? Can you tell us how that happened? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to get into the home care industry. I had done some research. I'd actually gone to the, oh, what do you call it? The days where, you know, the day where they teach you all about their franchises. Oh, Discovery Day. Discovery yeah, Day. Discovery went, days, yeah, Discovery Days. Yeah. Discovery Day for Right at Home, Home Instead, and Visiting Angels. And I sat there and listened to those guys talk for between six and all, eight hours. All great, wonderful companies, by the they way. Are, they're awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah, great companies. But I'd owned my own business for 20 years, so I knew what I was looking for. And what they were offering me was not what I was looking for. I wanted an opportunity to grow a company and make a big difference in where I lived. So uh-huh. I decided that that wasn't what I was going to do. I actually bought a agency in a box and was going to yeah. do this on my own. And, and how much was that? Do you remember how much you spent on $999. it? $999. So if you want to <laughs> buy it, it is for sale, my friend. Yeah, you'll sell it. Yes. But anyway, um, so I went and I was, I was going to start my own business. And some guy came up to me one day and said, hey, I hear there's a new company franchising out of Southern California. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm always willing to listen. So I called up Amada Senior Care and I said, hey, this is Ken Jensen. I live in Colorado. I'd like to talk to somebody about maybe franchising with you guys. And the girl that answered the phone said, yeah, I'll let you talk to Chad. So all of a sudden I hear this voice, is this Ken Jensen from Newhall, California? And I'm going, what? I had moved from Newhall about 15 (laughs) years ago. And so after the big earthquake in Southern California, Uh and I said, yes. He says, this is Chad Fotheringham. And I said, oh my gosh, I had been Chad Fotheringham's scoutmaster when he was 16 years old. And so I knew him instantly. In fact, we almost named one of our kids after him. We, we thought so highly of him. Uh-huh. And so I said, Chad, tell me about what you're doing. And he started talking to me about Amada and the difference between what I had heard before and what I was listening to was incredible. I said, Chad, I'm going to fly down tomorrow. I'd like to meet with you and talk to you about becoming a franchisee. And he said, all right. So I flew to Orange County the very next day. I stayed with Chad for three days and we <laughs> talked about everything. And when I left, I said, I want to buy. And it was the greatest decision of my whole life. I absolutely love Amada and I love what I do. And what I do is so unique and so different from every other home care company. I get people in the industry walk up to me all the time and say, how in the world are you doing what you do? And I just smile and say, I love Amada. And it's been the greatest <laughs> 
<laughs> Best company I've ever been involved with. We've told this story so many times, but to me, it never gets old because a lot of people look at us now. We have uh, today at the, at the time of this recording around 120 or actually might be 130 locations throughout the United States. But it started with just this crazy idea of franchising back in 2012. And the fact that you showed up, that you knew Chad and that all that came together. Uh, and I don't know if you're religious, if you're not, it doesn't really matter to me, but when that happened, it was sort of this this fuel to us that we said, hey, we're not only onto something great, but we have amazing people who are interested in the concept. Let's go. Let's do this. And so it was kind of this new lease on life. And we went on. And in fact, in 2012, the only two franchise partners we brought on were uh, you and, and Robert. Uh, and then we continued to, to, to grow from there. And Ken, I don't believe Amada today would be Amada without you. I, I think we would have grown. I think we would have had a team. But something happened because, and I really believe this, because of you and Robert, the way in which you shepherded and, and helped other franchisees after you, being number two. Do you know why you did that? Why were you taking the phone calls? Why were you willing to have people come spend a day or two with you in the field? What was it about what you were doing, why would you do that? Well, I want to build an amazing brand. And I know that if I can help my fellow franchisees grow and be stronger, it just makes me stronger. And so it's been awesome. I love it. I invite every new franchisee to come spend a week with me. And it's been a great experience. And I love being able to have that relationship with them because I love when they call me and say, Ken, we just got this great idea. This is what we're doing. And it's been unbelievable to help me build my own business by having these relationships with these other guys and women that are franchisee owners. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things about our company today that was not intended. When we started franchising, we thought, let's find the right people. We wanted to find people that would be great at building relationships. And I'll ask Ken here in a little bit to tell you why that's so important. So you have to be great at building relationships. You have to really love, love, love working with people in stressful situations. And there's a lot of different things that we wanted. But what we didn't realize is that by searching for that type of individual, our community is an amazing community. Our annual conference, for example, is comprised of content that we from the home office provide. But most of the conference is Ken Jensen and other franchisees talking about their experience and their business. I'm so thankful to you, Ken. I, I'm telling you, Amada would not be what it is today if you had not been that second franchise partner. Oh, you're very kind, but I, you know what? It's been a great experience all the way around. I have loved every minute of what I've done. I remember sitting with Chad one afternoon or evening after dinner and saying, Chad, I want to build one more great big company. And I mean, I'm 59 years old now. I started when I was 53 and I knew I had it in me to go out there and bust my butt and make this thing uh -huh. work. And it's been a great experience. And the support from Amada has been amazing. Hey, so tell me about, uh, you start your business, you have zero clients. And here's what's interesting. I try to go back to when you first started and you had questions, but there was really no doubt in your mind about what you're going to build. I think that's interesting about entrepreneurs. There's a difference. I, sometimes you get questions about, yeah, but am I going to be able to find the caregivers? Is there clients out there? Your questions were never that. Why is that? What, what was it about your makeup that 
you are so certain about the business you're going to build. So people always ask me all the time, were you involved in the industry? How did you know about all this stuff? I have been a stockbroker. I owned my own lighting company. I owned my own construction company. I've always taken new opportunities with a positive attitude of, yeah, I can do that. In fact, we were doing the military construction here in Colorado and the base came to me and said, can you do plumbing? And I said, oh yeah, I can do plumbing. <laughs> we became the largest purchaser of plumbing mean um, tubs and toilets and sinks west of the Mississippi for three years. And you had, and you had never done plumbing. I had plumbing. never done plumbing before. So, I mean, it's all about you know, this can-do attitude of, can you do this? And so when I started, I knew what I had to do is build relationships with people who gave out referrals. And so that's what I've spent my whole six years doing is building relationships with people that know seniors or seniors trust. And I've built these relationships with them. My favorite thing is when one of my referral sources calls me up and says, Ken, my mom needs help or my uncle needs help or my dad needs help. And I know you will take Take care of them. And that's kind of the relationship that I've built with all of these people. I had zero medical experience, zero. I knew yeah. nothing about hospitals. I knew nothing about SNFs or um, skilled nursing facilities. I knew nothing about LTACs. I didn't even know what they were. And now they're second language to me. And so it was just the willingness to go out and introduce myself and tell people what I did and how I did it. It made a huge difference. And the, the program that Amada brings is so unique. That's why we've been successful. We want to talk about the, the relationship and, and how we are unique. So there's lots of home care companies out there. In fact, sometimes when we do calls with folks that are looking at the franchise, I usually tell them, hey, let me tell you something. There is no need for more home care companies in the United States. It's not like if somebody needs a caregiver tonight that they're not going to have 20 phone numbers to call. Like there's plenty of companies, plenty of caregivers. So why would you say that there is something unique here? Well, when I first started, I remember there was a guy I wanted to meet. I'd been doing this for a month and he ran one of the federal agencies locally. And I walked up to him and I said, his name was Kent. I said, Kent, I would like to meet with you. And he looked at me and he totally blew me off, Marcos. I mean, he shut me down and turned around and walked <laughs> away from me. And I looked at him like, whoa, dude, nobody does that to me. I said, no, I really want to meet with you. And, and did you he, know him before? No, like, no, 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 no. I had no idea. Cold who call. Yeah, basically. It was, at, it was at an event. Uh, okay. It was a million marketing events for seniors. Yeah. So anyway, I was blown away that he totally walked away from me. And so about two months later or three months later, I cornered him. I said, Ken, I really want to meet with you. I want to introduce you to my company. He said, Ken, there are 132 home care companies in Colorado Springs. I will give you 15 minutes tomorrow morning in my office at 9 a.m. Do not be late. And so I said, oh, wow. So I showed up early the next day. I was all excited. And, I, and, and he came in and he said, all right, tell me about your company. And he was not happy. He was not impressed that I was there. Yeah, and, uh, arms folded, oh, staring yeah. at oh, you yeah. like, okay, here yeah. it goes. Like, I got I have no minutes. talking to you, dude. That's it was right. hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, I started and started talking about Amada and why we were different and what the difference was. An hour and a half later, Marcos, an hour and a half later, he looked at me and said, Ken, you're going to blow this thing up. And he's right. We did. We have yeah. absolutely exploded. And he's one of our biggest referral sources because he gets to talking with people and he always refers us. And when I, I thought it was really interesting, he's called me a couple of times with personal requests of help. And we've always stepped up to the plate. 
And it's been a great relationship, but I knew we were onto something when he looked at me, when he, first of all, when he let me talk for an hour and a half right. yeah. and had all these questions. And then when he said, okay, you guys are going to be amazing. And that's the difference. It is literally what we do and how we do it. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing. If, if you are listening to this and you've been interested in home care, you got to realize there's so many parts of this. You need to be able to be good at building relationships because that's what this business is about. In fact, Ken, I think we were talking about this. There was that company that started like an online registry, right? Remember that one that was funded? They had VC capital and they were going to be the software that was going to help families connect to the caregiver and they were going to take out the middleman, right? Right. And I remember the CEO of that company came out, this was about a year ago now, and he wrote this open letter saying, we are discontinuing the program. They had raised tens of millions and he said, we're going to put the money towards something else. And he talked about the business is not being done online referrals. That's not how the business happens. And so that company went away. It was going to be like the software that was going to connect caregivers. So why is the business being done through relationships? Why are relationships so, so important in our business? Well, the interesting thing about our business is today, the peer person that I sign up tomorrow may not even know that my industry exists. And that's a really weird statement. But the daughter or the son that gets that call from the hospital that says, your mom fell and broke her hip and we're going to release her in four days. You need to get home care involved. They're going, what is home care? Yeah. And the first thing they do is they call trusted sources. About three weeks ago, I was in the house of a gentleman. And one of the first questions I ask is, how did you get our name? And I asked that question and he smiled. And he says, actually, Ken, I got your name from three different people. And I thought, <laughs> no way. okay, my marketing is working. <laughs> I, I'm doing what I've been asked to do. And, yeah. and I thought that's the perfect client. When they get my name from different sources, it's like, oh my gosh. So obviously when I'm sitting in the home of a person like that, my chances of signing them up are about 100%. I very seldom whiff. I sit down with a family and they always say the same thing. Okay, let's get this thing going. In fact, you talk about if you get in front of the family because of this referral source marketing that we do, you almost never lose the deal, right? Almost never. In fact, I was training a guy to try and become a salesman. It didn't work. He was a great guy. But we were in this house and I'm sitting with the daughter and on the desk are two other brochures from two other major, major long-term companies from, you know, right at home and home instead. And I gave my spiel. The daughter said, okay, let's do it. And this guy looks at me and he's an, he was an engineer. He says, can I ask her a question? I said, yeah, ask her a question. He says, okay, why did you pick him? <laughs> why would you pick him over these other two companies? He couldn't believe it, what had it happened, was, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said, can I ask you some questions? He said, sure. The first question he said was, is he the cheapest? And she said, no, actually he's more expensive than both the other companies. And he looked wow. at her with his question, why in the world did you choose yeah. Amada? And she right. said, because he makes it so easy and he yeah. owns the company. That makes ah. a big difference. When I can sit there and say, you know what? If something happens in the middle of the night, you call me and I can make miracles happen. Two days ago, Marcos, I got a call at 2.47 in the morning. And it was a daughter in Kansas City. And she said, Ken, my dad just fell and he broke, something's wrong. What can I do? And I called the facility. We called 911. We got him to the hospital. She said, my mom has dementia. I need somebody there to take care of her. I called the on-call line. We got a caregiver over there to sit with mom while dad was in the hospital. And the daughter drove from Kansas City and she got here the next day. But we were able to totally take care of the situation because I never turn off my phone. Now people say, oh, you're crazy. How can you not turn off your phone? I get 
one call in three months in the middle of the night. Right. You know what? It's that one call when that daughter knows, oh my gosh, I called at 247 and not only did he answer his phone, but he got my dad to the hospital and he got a caregiver there to help my mom. That's what we do. That's That's why we're so amazing, Marcos. And you know, listen, I think it's very important for people to understand that if you don't thrive on that story, if you can't imagine yourself taking that call and starting your day, Ken, I know you, that day you started that day and you had one of the best days you've had in your life because you you got the help they needed. You thrive on that. Absolutely. And you have to thrive on stuff like that to be successful in this business, right? Right. So Marcos, a typical situation for me is I get a call from a family and they're in crisis mode. They are in total crisis mode. I got a yeah. call on Sunday, just two days ago. Um, it was a son. He's here from California. California. And he says, Ken, I really need your help. I'm here. My sister's here from Hong Kong and we need to meet with you. And so I met with him on one o'clock on Sunday and I walk in and the family's in crisis mode. Dad just got diagnosed with brain cancer and they don't know what they're going to do. And by the time we were done, everybody's smiling. Everybody knows exactly how this is going to roll out. Everybody has a plan. The son left for California, went back home today. The daughter's going to be here for three more days, and then she's going to go back to Hong Kong. They're both completely out of state, and yet they know that they've got somebody they can call that will totally take care of their dad. And whether it's four hours a day or eight hours a day or 24 hours a day, which we'll do all three of those cases over the next year or six months, it doesn't matter. The family knows that they have a plan and they know who's going to take care of them. And they know they can call me 24 hours a day, seven days a week if they need help in the, in the middle of the night. Makes a big difference. Yeah. And, and guys, I think that's what this business is. And if you thrive on this type of information, if you can't wait to do things like this, then this might be the business for you. If you're looking for something that is going to be more, you're on the sidelines and you're just kind of calling the shots from afar, then this is probably not the right business. Ken, we're just about coming up to 20 minutes, but I wanted you to share real quick about the caregivers that you've hired. How many caregivers do you have on staff today? 360. 360. I can't remember when you said this to me, but you said, I also was looking for a business where I would be able to provide jobs. And I think that's a big distinction as well. You thrive on that because listen, it's not the easiest thing in the world. At least a lot of people would say, man, having that many people, having to hire that many people, that's a lot of work. Can you talk about the satisfaction you get and what is it like to run a company with that many people? When I did the military construction, one of the things I learned about myself was that I loved working with families and I loved being able to give anybody a job that I wanted to. And so it has been the greatest experience sitting down and working with families. But then also when somebody comes up to me at church or wherever, a waitress at a restaurant, and Mm -hmm. I look at them and say, hey, why don't you come work for me? And of course they have to pass a background check. I don't hire anybody that doesn't pass a background check. But giving people the opportunity and ability to make a wage, and we pay our caregivers more than anybody else in the city, and we love what we do. And our caregivers love what they do. And you know, they're on the front lines. They're on the firing line. And they're the ones that get attached to these families. We had a gentleman pass away last night. He was 100 years old. And wow. what made me so happy is when I called the son this morning, he told me that every one of my caregivers had stopped by in the last um, 12 hours to say goodbye to the dad and, and, and console the mom. And that's, that's an amazing thing. That is amazing. So wow. anyway, I love what I do. I love both sides of it. I love hiring the caregiver. I don't, I don't personally hire the caregivers anymore. I used to do that when I first started, but it's the greatest thing in the world on both sides. That is, that's just amazing. And how much staff do you have now? Speaking of, you don't do some of those things anymore. Well, I have about 20 people in my main office. 
and they run basically the inside of the business. They do all the scheduling. They do all the background checks. They do all the hiring. They do all the billing, the um, payroll. They do the HR functions. Um, I have three case managers that go out and visit every one of my clients every single 60 days. So they make sure that we're doing the right job, have the right fit with as far as caregiver versus client. It's just a wonderful company. My staff loves working with us and it's just been awesome. That's so cool. In fact, your son is your your operations guy, right? He's my office manager. Yeah. He graduated with his doctorate in neurology and uh-huh. he was sitting on a boat in Galveston Harbor when my office uh-huh. manager quit. And I said, Danny, come back. I need you to run my office. And <laughs> after some severe negotiations, he said, all right, right. I'm in. Yeah. And so <laughs> he drove back. He's been here for almost three years. It's been awesome. That is so cool. Ken, I can't thank you enough for who you are and what you you've done for this company. Going back to how we started the call, I really do believe that there's a power greater than us that that brought us together uh, to create this company. And you may think that that's, I don't know, hokey or something, but there's something special about what we've built and something special about the franchise partners that we have. And, and you feel it every year when we go to our annual conference and everybody's together. And I mean it, Ken, I, I really do believe that Amada bleeds Ken Jensen as opposed to Ken Jensen bleeds Amada. Amada bleeds Ken Jensen. You are such a big part of this company and we're so thankful for who you are and what you've done to uh, help us get to the point that we are at. You're very kind. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of We Are Amada. Ken, thank you for your time. Bye. To learn more about launching your Amada senior care business, go to amadapodcast.com. Again, amadapodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, Marcus here with some uh, legal mumbo-jumbo for you. So this podcast is not an offer to sell a franchise. The offer of a franchise can only be made through delivery of a franchise disclosure document. And certain states require that we register our franchise disclosure document in those states before offering a franchise there. So this communication is not directed to any residents of those states. Now, for any more information on this, please go to amadaseniorcarefranchise.com slash important dash note. Again, that's amadaseniorcarefranchise.com slash important dash note. Also, any financial representations that you hear on this podcast or in any of our materials, please go verify them in our franchise disclosure document under item 19, financial representations.